Summer is finally mercifully here, Manitoba. If you want to promote your band or your team or your business with some fresh gear this season, check out our friends at Divine Shirt Company. Supporting local business is more important than ever in these tough times. So get a made in Manitoba solution to your screen printing, embroidery, heat press vinyl, and graphic design needs over at divineshirtcompany.ca or on Instagram at Divine Shirts. And tell them which police radio sent you. One of our colleagues, Sam Thompson, who, um, if you saw him, you'd sort of right away assume he was a hippie. Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Which police radio? Get up off your ass and get up on the podcast! Which police radio? All right, welcome to Witch Police Radio. Uh, I'm in my pantry again today. I know this is kind of like a second location for a lot of people who listen to the show regularly. I usually have sort of an office area, but when that's in use by other members of my household, I kind of move into this sweaty, tight space uh, full of food boxes. But it actually sounds good. Like, I genuinely enjoy the sound in the pantry. I don't know if it's... <laughs> I don't have the, uh, you know, the audio knowledge to know whether it's because it's bouncing off cereal boxes or whatever, but it, it usually works out all right. So <laughs> um, I'm here with two people who are new to the show, and actually uh, the music is, is fairly new to me as well. Um, I often ask listeners kind of who they want to hear locally on the podcast. And uh, a lot of the time it's artists that I'm familiar with or, or people who've been on the show before. But uh, I find that it's kind of one of the main ways I discover new stuff, new to me stuff anyway, is by just sort of putting it out there and saying, you know, who do listeners want to hear about locally. And so you were someone that, that came up um, repeatedly the last time I asked this question. So I'm glad that we've been able to connect because uh <laughs> I have a lot of questions about it, but I've listened to the record. I really like the record, and um, I think we can kind of get into what I like about it. But to start everything off, if the two of you want to introduce yourselves and what it is you do with this project, uh, you know, as far as what you do with the music and sort of where it's coming from, what the background is, that would be great. Yeah, well, um, I'm Antonio Mazza, um, and I write and produce and perform everything. Um and I mixed and mastered it and all that, um, but with the help of my sister here, Giovanna, mm-hmm. who uh, performed the vocals. Okay. Yeah, so I'm I'm Giovanna Matza. Uh, all yeah, all that I contribute to this is singing. Just I'm basically like the way I like to look at it is I'm just another instrument that he just plays with. So okay. it's <laughs> fully him. Just the voice comes out of me. But yeah. Cool. And like like. When I when this was first recommended to me, to me too, people were saying, "Oh, this is an electronic art you check out." And I know that uh, electronic music is such a wide umbrella genre at this point in time. There's so many offshoots and subgenres, but and what you're doing clearly has uh, electronic sounds and electronic influences. But it seems to be to me to be much more than than that. I, I mean, there's there's like definitely kind of prog rock leanings, and there's there's I mean heavier stuff. There's there it all kind of flows together as one big piece of music. And so what? How do you define this? I mean, it seems like it's a little all over the place, and not in a bad way, um, as far as styles. Uh, yeah, like, I kind of just, my quick, like, thing when I have to tell people is I kind of just say it's, uh, it's like synth-based rock music, if that makes any sense. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't, like, I, I'm not too, like, knowledgeable or keen on all these crazy subgenres. There's like, so many. How they all, like... So I, I don't really, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just say it's kind of like electronic, you know, it's, it's always going to be somewhere on the spectrum of uh, electronic music and like, I guess, 
progressive rock and okay. it'll it'll always flow somewhere in that spectrum and you know it's like a venn diagram and like you know they intersect and my music is i guess somewhere in the middle um well, that makes a lot of yeah, sense too yeah. both of those genres have have um kind of tendencies to to uh go for kind of uh soundscapey stuff too right i mean that, that sort of ties mm. them together uh, especially in longer form pieces that that is all connected i mean there's always those elements of of sort of almost relaxed um I don't want to say noise because it's, it's melodic and musical, but these kind of mm-hmm. bridges from, from track to track. And I think that the prog rock and electronic music both sort of share that the, the ability to go from something that's, that's upbeat and, and fast and loud and heavy to just kind of melding into something else that has a very different emotional feeling to it. Yeah. I guess when, when I'm actually making music, I'm like trying my hardest to not think of genre and whatnot. And I'm, I'm fine with, if someone says even, in, at a sh- as a shot at me that it sounds all over the place, I'm fine with that. I'd rather be all over the place and be able to express like everything I wanted to express than than confined to just like uh, no, this is just this is just a straight up prog um, math rock or whatever or like or this is just a, this is down tempo BP- BPM like minimal electronic like all these sub subdivisions of genres just kind of like kind of stresses me out to think <laughs> about so i i uh yeah i i'm fine with being all over the place whether it's a good or bad thing i feel like i can, it's it kind of have to be to you know to say exactly what i want to say or tell the story how i want to tell the story well, it's often the worst question I have to ask too, because I think a lot of people are in the same boat where they feel like, you know, there's so yeah. many subgenres and all the subgenres have their own subgenres and everything is post this and something core. And it's just like, it's, it's, yeah. it's too much. Yeah. And I don't listen to music that way. I'm not like, I'm not like looking for a specific genre or, you know, on my, my playlists are kind of crazy because like someone would go nuts listening to my playlists because it, it jumps from like, you know, Turkish folk music to, to like Venetian snares to like, it's kind of, yeah, I don't listen to music like obsessing over like certain genres that way. Okay. So okay. I wouldn't make music that way. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, th- that makes a lot of sense. I think that just in listening to the stuff too, that, that it is influenced by a lot of different things. Uh, even though there are some strong, you know, certain genres that kind of come to the forefront, how long has this project been around? How long have you been doing this? And how long have you been collaborating? I mean, I mean, usually when you have people who are, you know, relatives, family members, they 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 tend to have collaborated for a long time, whether it's on a formal basis or not. But is this have the two of you been working together for a long time at making some kind of music? No, really, <laughs> no. It was like uh, we haven't worked together on anything, but we're we're just extremely extremely close. And when I started making. Uh, like I, when I started working on this project, I knew I needed a voice and she just kind of surprised me out of nowhere that she could sing. And I was okay. like, okay, that's it. That's, but sorry, you want to sound like you want to say something. Oh, no, I was just going to say like, so like there's a decent age gap between us. And I feel <laughs> like my brain has been a collaborative project with Tony. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or, yeah, yeah. Like, what what has formed me has been collaborative. He's very much so has, has had a massive influence on everything that I've become. And I'm so like grateful for that. But yeah, I guess our whole life story has been collaborative. Yeah. But yeah. When it comes to music, uh, yeah, it was kind of, 
I always liked singing, but I was kind of quiet about it. And then I did a school play and he was in the audience of the school play and was like, <laughs> oh, damn, you can actually sing. Okay, I might take that to my advantage and yeah. figure out if he could do something. Yeah, at that moment, I was like, oh, okay, awesome. I could take down my Kijiji ads looking for vocalists. <laughs> like, this is fucking amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's nice to have, right? Nice to have someone that you that you already yeah. know and you obviously already have a connection with. Um, what mm-hmm. was it like, I guess, for you to hear his stuff for the first time then? I mean, when you were kind of... Uh, whether it was on purpose or, or accidentally ended up as part of this project, um, what was your sort of first impressions of the music? Like, was it something yeah, that you I would, would listen love to? to? Know because I'll say off the bat for me, actually, that this was a big plus side to having her be able to sing. Is I think she was one of the only people that I would be comfortable with enough with sharing like my, my original demos for this project. Like, it was terrifying me to know that I'd have to go to a stranger and be like, "This is." my ridiculous project with my ridiculous vocals on it. Can you try to make them like, but yeah, yeah sorry. I just hijacked you there. But. <laughs> well, so I like, I specifically remember before listening, I mean, we live in the same house. So I've been hearing these like guitar riffs, like for the longest time ever, just him going like over and over. But I remember the first time I got a good taste of the music is he just sat me down and got me to read through the lyrics and he asked me what I thought of the story. And I remember being like, I mean, at the time I was like 15 and I was like, I know exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I now understanding the story, I clearly had no idea, <laughs> but I think that's what is like so beautiful. So the lyrics were my first taste and honestly, like, the the version of the music that you hear now compared to the version it was when we first put down the vocals like is it's leaps and bounds different and my brother being the way he is is i felt like i almost heard like a new version of the music every six months oh cool and we'd go we'd go for a drive and he'd be like hey let's play the album and i'm like okay where did that go and now there's this and it just like it kept on like rebirthing but this, and I'm so happy it did because I think the final result is just like, it's it's nuts. It's so awesome. But yeah, I guess that was my first taste of kind of feeling it out. And I, I, I loved it. Like, absolutely. Like I said, our, our, our tastes are pretty similar. So it wasn't like, oh my God, what, is, what the heck are you making me do? But um, yeah, there was some vocal harmonies though that definitely was hard to get in my brain, but I'm really happy that we still did it and that it came out like how it did. But yeah. Yeah, it sounds it sounds cool. I mean it sounds it sounds like that that you both obviously you mesh well musically. I mean that's it, 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 kind of comes through uh, on the record. I'm not sure if that was through multiple takes or if it's something that you just you just click uh, you know through uh, blood relations or whatever. But yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it, it, it works.
Um, I was going to ask though about the story. I mean, this is a concept album, right? So, what what is the, what is the background um, behind the record? Um, well, it all it started um, like God. I don't even want to say how many years ago now, but like, like I I was always constantly since like uh, like eighteen like eighteen years old about like seriously working on music. But this was kind of like the first thing that I was like, okay, I got to really put something legit out there. And it kind of started with like this story. I started writing um, around 2016, I think. And so the story came first, and it was just inspired by being like out at the out at the cabin, and I was like this, you know, out in Gimli, okay. staring out at the lake that like we we've, we've always gone to every summer, and uh, just out of nowhere, like this story started blossoming about this girl having this supernatural encounter and wanting to like kind of like mythologicalize the town sort of and i kind of came up with like what if there's this myth of like this this creature that lives out in lake winnipeg and uh (laughs) just kind of like this really romantic thought of like what if there's more to this like what if there's i don't i don't know i just always feel like this interesting energy out there so i I guess i just wanted to project a story to it and kind of you know yeah so i made this it so it started with this story and this this story kind of before any of the music Hmm. was written this story kind of like like blossomed and spiraled and tangented over the course of like a year i think okay just like and when i say story i just mean like fucking chicken scratch like mad yeah, yeah. chicken scratch the broad strokes of the idea of paper yeah. you like or sprawled across like two or three cell phones like notes <laughs> apps just like and uh and then i was finally like all right i gotta do something with this so i started to just like i picked one part of it and said okay this is where i'm gonna start and start putting music to it cool well one thing i wanted to ask too is, is i've always like I, I'm someone who listens to um, music. I'm very old fashioned in the sense that I listen to physical media. I listen to records, tapes, CDs, kind of exclusively. I don't I really understand streaming, and I'm trying to avoid it. I know I do podcasts. <laughs> it kind of sounds ridiculous that I'm not into streaming, but um, <laughs> I, I just like I, I prefer just the kind of the old fashioned way, um, just sort of habit. And so, I mean, for yeah. me, the idea of listening to something from start to finish that is a full concept record and is intended to be listened to that way, it's great. I love the idea of being able to sit down and listen to something, you know, from the very beginning to the very end. But we're in an era where that's not necessarily the case. I mean, you probably know that people who are checking out your stuff are going to be listening to it piecemeal. So how does that affect the kind of creation of it? Knowing that, you know, you can't count on someone 
necessarily listening from the very beginning to the end and getting sort of the whole experience of something that's intended to be a story. Yeah, well, it didn't affect the creation of it at all because I was just like uh, dead set. I was like, this is just the way it has to be. And again, like in order to like just even flesh out the story, it had to like have those you know, crazy long interludes and stuff because like those were there because like uh, maybe I scrapped a lyric. So it's like, well, if I if that lyric's not there, I have to be able to tell that that lyric somehow. So I would add like another minute of music that somehow replaces that lyric. So it was like it was it was like it didn't affect it at all. It it was more like. um, Yeah, I don't know. I was just I'm just uh, like I love all all I love all kinds of music and all music like has its place. Like I love sure. three minute pop songs. Like like we were just talking about like how big of an influence like the Nelly Furtado like Timberland songs okay. Timberland okay. songs were to me. I love those songs to death. So like I'm not a like I'm not turning up my nose to like pop music yeah. or whatever. Yeah. But I'm just such like I think the things that had the biggest impact on me were like the albums that really just felt like more than just music to me. Like something about like King Crimson's Red was like, it's more than music. It's like such an experience to listen to from beginning to end or like, you know, certain concept albums like that really almost start to like when this, like the story of it is so intense it starts to like bleed into the real life and i think that was probably the biggest influence for me it was like i wanted to make something that somehow bled into real life a bit so that it was just super important to me to make it that way and for better or worse i like uh i just decided to (laughs) accept my fate and accept that like this is the hill i'm gonna die on and you know, if people are going to listen to like just Luna Moth, that whatever. I mean, that's fine. But they they also, um, I guess, part of me who still you know really loves pop music, you know, s- subconsciously that will always like spill into the music. So when I yeah. make a song, yeah. like there's songs like Metroxlon can be listened to as a you know a great three and a half minute song, or Luna Moth I think is only like two minutes, and so my influence of really just enjoying, you know, simple music is going to find its way in there no matter what. But I knew like as a whole, like, no, I gotta, I gotta do this thing as a whole. And
closest it came to influencing it i think came to like the final days before releasing it i originally actually this was because of giovanna my idea was i was going to only release the 40 minute piece okay like the whole thing and then and then just release just like Vatroxlon as a single luna moth as a single and maybe entropy as a single i can't even remember and giovanna was like no like you gotta you gotta have the whole thing like split up like you because because she was she was worried that like oh well no one if they don't listen to the full 30 40 minute thing then they're not going to get the experience of the interludes and yeah yeah and like and she really she likes the interludes more than the songs so well no yeah, I, <laughs> I love all of it but yeah like those i personally like when it comes to my listening taste like those interludes of just like really it's just heavy and it's it, they're so intense i i love that kind of stuff so i was like i could i can totally see people favoring those tracks so i'm like you can't not let people get like yeah. have like have the choice to just listen to that i yeah i love those parts of the album <laughs> does this is this something that that can work live like has that been well, I'm yeah I'm, yes that's, yes that's yes my, yes yes that's my next project is trying to like right away when I released it uh I immediately immediately felt like this uh I guess um like I don't know what to say like like immediate anxiety about like okay I gotta to perform this live I'm gonna have to have a live drummer live bass like a, at least the one synth player then maybe me on guitar and then maybe me on some synths and and that kind of like crippled me because i was that's a big endeavor to sure. like start hiring musicians and we got to get together and practice and then but like now again this is giovanna's influence she's like you don't need all that just set up your laptop play guitar alongside so you know and she'll sing so like i i'm strongly considering doing something like that but again you know, I'm, I guess in some ways I am old school where it's like, no, if there's live, like if, well, they're not live drums, like they, they're made to sound like live drums, right, right. but if they're, you know, those drums are there, I got to have a live drummer, like, or, you know, if there's live bass, I got to have a live bass player. So I guess, you know, I can kind of old school in a sense that that's what I kind of thought, like, you know, I had to do, but, you know. I mean, so many people are just playing stuff off laptops. Like it's, yeah. I'm, I'm growing to accept it. <laughs> and I think there's a 
there's like an aspect of Luana Moth that like at this beginning part of the career, just playing it on a computer can kind of, um, we can use it to our advantage because I look at it like very much so as a story. I think it's like so theatrical and I guess just because I have a little bit of a history and like acting and whatnot. And I'm like, if, if we don't like, we can make this equally as interesting just as bodies on stage. Like even as me as a performer, like we can add the whole spectacle like in a different dimension. But I'm, I'm so excited to, it one day i mean i do it in my bedroom all the time but <laughs> well, that, that was kind of my next question is the performance of it because because it's a story and because it's a concept and because it's this you know larger piece of music rather than just a play just a set list of songs right would you want to have some kind of um visual elements to it as well that tell the story i mean i know this is all yeah, like sure. future you know uh prospecting or whatever but yeah like would that be part of it yeah yeah for sure i've like thought of uh you know, on a small scale, if I was to just like hit like whatever stage I can in Winnipeg, like right away, I would at least even just like hire a couple dancers, like to just do something interpretive or right. someone who could rig together maybe some like uh, just video synth on like a backdrop behind me to um, whatever. But then on a larger scale, scale, like if I was told like, you, you know, you have a couple dollars to spend on this i would i would like yeah i would really strongly consider like working with an animator or something to really bring to life the story um and have that play well we perform i guess yeah, and, that'd be cool um yeah something like that yeah for sure or even like i mean strangely enough like uh, so many people have come back to me saying that it gives them like Cirque vibes like Cirque okay. du Soleil so like mm -hmm. that would be crazy to just do something like obviously Cirque is massive but, yeah like, yeah but something along those lines with like, that kind of performance uh, yeah, element yeah, yeah yeah some kind of interesting performance art-ish thing alongside it would be cool and then I wouldn't feel so bad about not having a live drummer and a live, you know, <laughs> live bass and having, you know, a nine person band up on stage with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
where can people find this right now? I mean, I, I'm sure that at this point it's probably on all the streaming services and whatnot, but what's the best way uh, for someone who's hearing you for the first time to track down your music and and, uh, and also to keep up with what you're doing as far as maybe potentially doing a show down the line or, or you know, any new music you might have coming out in the future? Um, for sure. It's, it's up on all streaming platforms, like everything. Uh, I seem to be mo- most... Um, using instagram so i think that's probably the best way to keep in touch with what i'm doing and also i would say pay attention to youtube i like i just started a youtube channel and there's only one video but i plan on doing stuff that will be like snippets of what a live show might be like like um gonna i'm gonna do like some like uh like just like live synth perform well not like live like out but like you know set up four or five synths and just jam like and I'm looking to post like stuff like that on YouTube. Cool. I like the idea of YouTube because it's like uh, I don't I don't have to worry about time constraints and stuff. Like yeah, there's not like um, a one minute long. Yeah, limit. yeah like yeah. I love love the hell out of like TikTok and stuff, but like <laughs> like I I just don't know what I would actually post on it. And even Instagram too can be like I was I was fighting like I wanted to post something on the stories and I hate the little like interruptions like if you do a a thing and it's like it kind of chooses to cut out yeah. like a second or two here or there like in the in the little like progress bar and then it stops and it and jumps it has that little skip yeah 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 kind of drives me a little nuts so yeah but like to keep in touch on what I'm doing yeah for sure uh, Instagram and YouTube probably cool and my music if you want to hear it it's up pretty much everywhere i've listened to it i think it sounds best on probably <laughs> spotify but and like spotify will have it like for sure how i intended like the full 40 minute thing and it does the gapless playback fine oh, okay okay yeah that's important i guess right if someone's going to be listening to the yeah. whole thing uh, start to finish yeah awesome <laughs> well is this um is it going to be released physically at all is that something you've even thought of or is that just uh not in the cards uh, in this day and age yeah and i'm just old yeah i've, I've I, I'm thinking of uh, I'm experimenting with like mastering it to tape. Um, I've done a couple copies. Uh, like I got to work on like uh, the EQing would be quite different. So it like really is like actually remastering it. Like yeah, like changing my whole master chain and everything, and and then bouncing it to tape. And it sounds really cool. Um, it needs a little work, but I might do that. Um, yeah, probably probably would just be something like that like just tape something i could do on my own yeah yeah for sure
Bon.